All right, all right, all right. Welcome to another episode of the Bring the Juice podcast. I am your host, Frank Delana. Today on the pod, we have Avenal native, Valley man, boxing legend, Team USA boxer, world champ, all these titles, Jose Ramirez. Jose, welcome to the Bring the Juice podcast. Thank you, Frank. Appreciate that. <laughs> we are fired up. We've been talking nothing but Valley and good times and words of wisdom before this pod. We are chopping it up. Jose, I'm just going to come out of the gate. You've been boxing for a long time now. Yeah. Why boxing out of the start? Why not soccer or football or baseball like most kids start out with? What brought you to boxing? Yeah, you know, I actually got started at um, eight years old in boxing. So I've been boxing for about 22 years. Wow. Um, I I was a, just a very good athlete, man. Overall, I actually started with baseball mm-hmm. when I was four mm-hmm. with the Little League Baseball in, in Avenal. And then soccer when I was about five, six, I started playing soccer. And uh, boxing wasn't in Avenue yet um, until 1999. Uh, they opened up the gym in, in Avenue. Um, my actually coach then and my, became my godfather. So my godfather, his name is Armando Mancinas. He came from East LA. He has a boxing background. And he actually moved to Avenue to work at the Avenue State Prison. And he was a counselor at Avenue State Prison. And that's what Avenue is known for, the Avenue State Prison, to be, to be quite honest. Right. There was as much population in the prison than there was in the community of Avenue. Yeah. So I could see that. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, so he, he's like, you know, um, I'm going to open up a boxing gym. So he opened, he got together. At the time, the state prisons were going through, through um, they were overly crowded and there was a lot of fights. And, you know, the inmates were getting, were working now, were getting too big. The correctional officers couldn't handle, you know, um, the inmates getting too big. So they started taking away their weights and wow. the workout stuff. So my my coach, you know, told him, hey, we'll, we'll, take, we'll take all your weights. And he started at a boxing gym with the, it was part of, I don't know, back then was, was small. Was small. We had no police department. It was only, it was our run through a sheriff's. Right. And so he, they started the sheriff's activities league. So it was a, it was a boxing gym um, with the sheriff's. Uh, to keep kids off the streets. Wow. And uh, I got started, man. I, you know, it was, everyone was joining in. There was, I mean, there was lines of people signing up. It was the only thing to really do outside of the seasonal sports. Right. So my dad came, my dad got off work at 4.30. Yeah. You know, he worked in the fields and he got off at 4.30. He signed me up. We got home. Not just me, but my siblings as well. Right. And he's like, guys, I signed you guys up into the boxing gym. So that's how we got started. Wow. And that's just developed. You grew. You stayed through that gym. And then eventually there came a point where you went from, you know, okay. I mean, there had to be a point where you're like, I'm boxing in this gym. At what point were you like, okay, let's chase after the Olympics at this point? Was that was that the first big goal to chase after? No, you know, it, it wasn't actually. Um, boxing was new to the family. So okay. we had no idea what boxing could do for me, right? Or right. And... uh what the steps of right. what you need to do to get to the you know to that to that next know, level to the next level um the whole gym was new it's not like we had someone that we looked up to right you know so there was no one with experience um as far as fighters there was no one competing in the big events here or nationals or or qualifying to the top tournaments right so it was it was a very it was a very young and hungry uh humble uh gym Actually, the first time I walked into the gym, 
the same the same way I walked in, I walked out. And I was like, oh, this ain't for me. Right. I was very I was a very good athlete and I was very prideful on making sure I made myself look good. If right. I embar- if I felt like I was embarrassing myself, I would stop. Like boxing was a completely completely new to me and my family. I never done it before. So when I walked into that gym, I was used to scoring the most goals, being a good baseball player, being a good runner. So I walked into that gym when I was eight. I tried hitting that, that double end back. The double end back is the is for timing. I missed. I threw the hardest punch I could I could throw. I missed. I mean, that thing hit me right in my face. Uh-huh. Luckily, no one was watching. The right. coaches were busy out there. I got there. To, I got to the gym about twenty minutes late, so everyone was already in the gym in the ring. You know, working on the basic drills. So no one really saw me. You know, walked walked in. So I walked out, and it wasn't until like three months later I decided to go back in there. And I and the reason why I was living two blocks away mm-hmm. from the gym. So I used to see a lot of people walk out happy, having fun. Uh, and I knew they were going to that gym because they were walking out with their own boxing gloves around the shoulders and they were walking back. And I was like, you know, it's just like a fun place to go. I'm going to give it a second try. But not to learn boxing, but to make, to meet more friends. I was very quiet. Uh-huh. I was very competitive, but very, very, very quiet. So I was like, well, I'm going to go out there more to socialize, you know, to, right. you know, get out of my comfort zone and socialize and meet, you know, meet other people. And uh, that's the reason I went back. But once I went in there, man, I felt like I was somewhat behind from some guys that started a couple months before me. Uh-huh. And I was like, I'm going to catch them up, you know. And I just, instead of, after the two hours of training, instead of going, because it was part of, it was also, you know, the Sheriff's Activities League, they, they had... Uh, some arcade games. They had a little futsal. They had uh, a little arcade basketball uh, net. But instead of me having fun with them, I'll stay in the heavy back. Yeah. An extra 30 minutes, you know, trying to learn or practice what I learned that day. Right. And I won my first amateur fight about a month and a half after I went back the second time. After a month and a half training, I fought my first amateur fight in Fresno. Mm-hmm. At the Van Ness, on it was they had the ringside gym on Van Ness. Okay, they closed they closed that gym in two thousand and three, but I fought there in the year two thousand. It was my first fight, and I fought a kid by the name of Adrian Chuparro out of Visalia. He was nine, I was eight. He was sixty five <laughs> pounds, I was sixty pounds. And he was it was his second his third fight. He was two and one. It was my first amateur fight, and. But that gym, that the ringside boxing gym, and they had like a fresh professional canvas with the with the old school Budweiser on the canvas. Yeah, and they had the nice professional lights. It was a dark gym, dark gym. It's pretty big, so it was about two hundred and fifty people in attendance. Wow! And I was, you know, I was young man, and I I won my first time in fight. I got the biggest trophy I've ever seen. Keep in mm. mind, I was I was in sports since I was four. I mean, I was used to small trophies, participation trophies at the end of the season, right? Small right, right. trophies. They gave me the biggest trophy I've ever seen. I was like, man, this is this is for me, right? I was yeah. like, right. took me, it was one minute rounds, three rounds, one minute. It took me about nine minutes. By the time I got in the in the ring, fought, announced that I won. By the time I got out, it took me nine minutes to win this big trophy. I'm like, this is, I, I like this. You know, I like this. I, like I, this. I, was, <laughs> I was like collecting trophies. You know, I, I you know, it started just collecting trophies. But I'm like, you know, I'm a. I'm going to show this off to my friends, you know, when Hell I'm going yeah. back home. I mean, again, I was quiet. I mean, I was looking for something, you know, for people to take a liking on me, you know? Right. So I was like, I think this, this you know, showing and If I collect trophies, enough trophies, people might start trying to like me. Exactly, right? right? I, I mean, yeah. I love that. And like, you got to think, just think of, I mean, that, just think of like that as a kid who's not even 10 years old yet. Yeah. 
you gotta love it. But look what it's come to. It does, man, and and it, and it started like a like a like you know like a like a sport, and then I, after my second, you know, as eight year, as an eight year old, I was so you know to have that mentality, the mentality that I, I was you know embarrassed to lose, you know, to disappoint not just me but the team, you know, and right. to be thinking like that, you know, I think it was it was something that my that my coach uh, took notice, and and he said, you know, this 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 kid has the heart and the, and the will, you know, to to push himself, you know. Um, because he's, you know, that's 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 what it takes for someone to make it to the next level. You know, it's to have that that will to fight for more than yourself. You know, I think we all have that. That's that's what separates us. You know, this is if you're gonna perform just to, you know, be cool just to for yourself, and then it's only so much you could go. But if if you come across someone that's fighting for more than himself, or someone who's competing for a bigger reason, then you know you'll you'll come across someone that might that might beat you. You know, and that's the truth. I think every athlete, every competitor, not even athlete, they have a burning fire deep inside their soul, deep inside their belly, where they're willing to, eventually someone's going to fold. When two forces collide, someone's going to give and someone's going to keep going. And it's how bad do you want it? How gritty are you are? And like, like you said, like, yeah, like, of course you fight for you, but at the same time, like. You fight for the your kids, your, your your people in your corner, like the people that have supported you since you were eight years old that are still in your corner now. Like it means something. You fight for the valley, you fight for the city of Avenal. Like it means something before you. And the obviously the higher you get within the rankings, the, the more accolades you get, the Olympics, the the fighting for belts, like, yeah, of course it's gonna happen. But as you just said, like that inner fire you have that I'm willing to do whatever it takes to win. And that doesn't just mean that day of the boxing match. That also means the training for it. The times where everyone goes to the boxing gym to, to get practice in, but you're there a little bit later working on that heavy bag by yourself. Sometimes that's the difference maker of winning a fight and losing a fight. And that's both in a boxing ring or it could be in business or as a family man in any sport. Like the extra work you put in is what separates you from your competition. And ultimately this world's too competitive at this point in the, in the game to where you need to separate yourself damn near. So, you know, I mean, this kind of leads into it, but like, Jose, like you're, how old are you right now? I'm, I'll be 30 this year, so I'm 29. 29 yeah. right now though. Yeah, 29, 29 right years now. old. Why do you fight? Is it the same reason as to why you were nine years old? Well, now, you know, it's, you know, it's just now just, it's become a part of who Jose Ramirez is. It's like, it's who I am when I'm out there, you know, um, fighting, but I do have a family now and, mm -hmm. And I'm, my biggest fear is, is, I think my biggest fear is going backwards Yeah. from everything that my father has done. And even though financially he didn't accomplish as much as I've accomplished now, but he came, man, with, with as a, a seven, seven, 17 years old, he came with no help. He came with no papers, just a visa. And then later in 1986, he got his uh, his residency. Um, but he, he came just to work hard on, on, the, on the fields. And, and, you know, and he met my mother in Avenal. And uh, they all he had was the fields, you know, to, to give him a way out. And he was an artist man, you know, never broke the law. And he did that. Um, to make sure we were secure, you know, to make sure my mother was secure, me and my siblings were secure. Maybe not financially set, but at least, you know, had some security, 
you know, and he fought to give us a a, a roof over our over our heads. Um, there was always food on the table. He always found a way. Never got you know government support. He did it the right way, working hard. Um, and I I I saw that as a young kid. I seen all those hours he used to put in, those overtime hours, and uh, how tired he was sometimes at the end of the day, at the end of the day. But he never showed right. weakness. He never showed a man who was vulnerable. He showed he showed he showed me a, a a man that has a great work ethic, that has a lot of love towards the woman and towards his kids. Right. And I don't want to go backwards, man. I want to I want to where he, you know, it's almost like. Like a tag team. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, he tagged, he, you know, he touched my hand. It's my turn to go in there and it's perform. It's my turn now. It's my turn. So I want to go forward. And not just financially, but as a man. As a man. As a, as a good son. As a good brother. As a good father now that I have my kids. And I did a lot of some promises to him as a kid that one day, you know, it was going to be my turn. You know, and, right. and those, those promises, they... they they uh, they're still in my head, you know. They st- they stay with me. They stay in my heart. And obviously, it's, you know, I got my kids now. I want to put them in the, you know, give them some of those privileges that I that I didn't have. But again, it's, it comes down to security. You know, I want to be. I want to protect my kids. And and by protecting my kids, I want to uh, put them in the right position to be successful. To be successful. I mean, it's when you give the opportunity. As you said, and this is one thing that you know I like about Bring the Juice podcast is a lot of people that come on, they do have opportunity that the average person doesn't get. You do get to, you get, um, you know, it's not even a free pass, but when you, you have a better understanding, I think, of, hey, this matters. You talked about before this, your son's in kindergarten right now. You're going to want him to go to the best kindergarten so that he could ultimately set himself up to be ahead of the game in the education system and excel. In anything, because if you do good in school, it'll lead to going to maybe a good college, maybe a good job someday, maybe starting his own business or starting his own thing. Like you have to start early, but ultimately, Jose, you just want you you saw what your dad did as an example, and you're saying, "Hey, I love you, Dad. You are the ultimate role role model." He sounds like it, but I'm a young, hungry competitor who loves you as a son. But I'm going to show my love by excelling. What you've right. done exactly. I honestly, I'm, this is speaking to me at home because yeah, my dad's is the same yeah. way. Like, yeah. like he's my definite role model. Like, started started a business, started this when he was twenty years old. Like, he paid for his own college, played football at Fresno State, but had to also go to the fields and and harvest onions, which we're doing right now. Right. Like, like he <laughs> and he and he is still working. You know, he we're going out as a little kid. I used to not want to go out on Sundays after church. To the farm with him because they're like, ah, it's a long drive. He had to do it. Like, it's it's not like he had a choice. And to see the sacrifices he made, I just wanted to beat him in whatever it was it is. So, I mean. Well, you know, it's, you know, it's it's almost like a, like a team, you know, it's just like. That's what I'm saying. It's it's representing your last name, you know. And that's, 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 that's what it is, man. It's like, it's like you're a reflection of your father and your grandfather and your great grandfather and so on. You know what I mean? It's like. You gotta show people who the Ramirez. At least I gotta show people yeah. who the Ramirez's are. Right. You know. No, I agree. And, and 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 I want. And it's not just you know someone who's financially su- successful, but it's someone that's respected, someone that that respects people, someone that understands uh, 
how to just be a man how to be you know a man. and 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 someone being a man is not, you know, it's not no, you know, machismo. No. It's not someone being someone who's, who's untouchable. It's someone that people could relate to. It's someone that that that, that um, that's gonna take care of their of their, of their family. It's someone that's willing to, to, uh, face their responsibilities and do do them the right way and not right. hide from from anything that's that you might be responsible. Um, someone that understands that there's consequences, someone that's willing to go through those consequences based on actions. You know, it's is that's that's I think that's a I want to be a just a young reflection of my father. You know, it just yeah. it just um, it just I I I took a different path. You know, and it's always it takes that one person to break the the to break the uh the family's you know um as far as financial status um to break the the the, the borderline of, of of making you know uh living check to check like right, I, right. You know, I was the there's one a cycle that, that needs to be broken exactly it's like a cycle that we had so you know i'm grateful for the sport of boxing because it's done that you know it's giving you opportunities but it's not but ultimately you know uh even though boxing is a is a big part of who i am mm-hmm. and in my career Right. Uh, it's not all who I am. You know, oh. it's literally just like, for me, it's like God and then family and then boxing. Yeah. You know, so it's like those principles and ethics that my family showed me um, as a young age um, are on top of boxing. Right. You know, they, they come first before boxing or they come first before me becoming a public figure. Right. You know, or, or someone who entertains. You know, it's like, I guess at, at, a, at a younger age, you know, um, I knew who I was and I'm yeah. okay with it. You can't, and I think, and again, that's one of the things that I, I love talking about is, yes, you are known as Jose Ramirez, the boxer. Yeah. But what people don't take into consideration, and I think this is with anything, especially in high level athletics, is, okay, maybe you go fight in the Save Art Center, you win. That's awesome. It's on TV, you get tickets, you go, people love it. It's great. There's great pictures, great video, all of it. It's on ESPN. Great. But what they don't think about, or maybe what they don't consider, or they can't see eye to eye to, is before that fight, your family was hugging you, loving on you, telling you good luck as you were locking in. Yeah. After that fight, they were hugging on you, loving on you. The people in your corner were telling you congratulations. Not, hey, Jose, can I get an autograph? They were saying, Jose, like, I'm proud of you. Like, I know you, I know how much dedication you put in to the to to win this or to achieve this and even i know you don't lose much but like even when you lose those same people are in your corner and they're proud and like yes you are a professional boxer but you still go to sleep at night and shut your eyes and have your family in your house you still wake up and you put your pants on the same way everybody else does if you got cut on the arm you would bleed just like everybody else does 100 yeah. you're a human being and you have to not bottle all this emotion in or all this outside noise in. Yeah. But you takes a sense of maturity and professionalism to understand, hey, I got a family to take care of. I got people in my corner. Shit, a place like Avenal. It's not like you're fighting out of Hollywood. Like yeah. you're fighting at Avenal. Do you got a statue yet in Avenal? I, I don't, man. But nah, it's, 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 it's sure fine, man. It's, it's fine. You know, I I I uh I do have one, do have one here at the Fresno Fairgrounds. So, you know, it's kind of some representative representation of the valley, the whole valley. Well, um, that's but I love but that's you know, it's just it's just, it's an amazing feeling. And you're right, you know, I think I think you know before the fight, you know, you you walked in, you saw me before the fight, you saw me after the fight, and and you're right. It's like 
you know, it's like almost you see your mother and with, with tears. And you look at half of those, half of those tears, yeah, it's because they're proud. But the other half is like a relief, tears right. of relief that I made it back safe. Right. You know, boxing is a very dangerous uh, sport, Hell just like yeah, many other sports. You know what I mean? It's it's a con- it's a it's a combat sport. It's, there's a lot lots of counter contact, obviously, but you know, one bad punch, you know, could just you know change not change just my life, things. but a lot of people's lives. You I'm know, saying. and and especially in my family. So, you know, for me, that's that's the biggest relief too. Is like when I'm walking out of the ring, you know, win or lose, I'm just relieved that I'm making it back to my family. You know, and back and back to my kids. I have a one year one year old daughter as well. Um, so it's like. I mean that's that's you know those are those are things that that a lot of athletes we go through you know we people you know think that we're we're um that we're just athletes man but we you know we 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 feel uh you know we become vulnerable uh, right. we become scared yeah you know uh we go through you know we feel the pain mm-hmm. and and the pain is not always physically I, as a matter of fact it's rarely physically it's never I was gonna say it's I can I can you know break anything and I'm all. Ugh. Damn, but like, you know, like what hurts is what's inside right, or up right. in your head. It's what keeps you up you know, at night. If I, you know, like in the fight, you know, if I, you know, I, I fought with an, you know, I, it wasn't, it was about three fights ago, uh, three or four fights ago, I fought here at the first, at the Samar Center. Mm-hmm. Um, and I fought uh, a guy by the name of Jose Cepeda. And uh, there was a, uh, there was a headbutt that happened in the third, fourth round. Mm-hmm. Gave me like 11 stitches, right? But it was right over my eyelid. A very dangerous cut because the bone actually cut it. So the more you hit it, the more it opens. Right. And I still had like six, seven rounds to, you know, to uh, to go. Right. You know, so the last thing we're thinking about, man, is, is the cuts, is the physical pain. It's, it's, it's the main, it's the pain that, that you know, that we feel the pain of, 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 of sacrificing, you know, being away from my kids. That's, right. that's the type of pain. Uh, the fear of not knowing the unknown, you know, that's the type of fear. Um, they worry about losing people or, or disappointing people. You know, right. uh, as much as I done, you know, I I still feel like I don't want to disappoint. You know, even though uh, by this time, you know, you, we're expected to have thick skin and to just yeah. focus on ourselves. But it's just you know, someone who cares and it's just so hard. Yeah, it's hard. It's really hard. And yeah, you you got you got to learn to lose and you got to learn to win and 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 be humble by the process and and. Uh, which I'm fine, which I'm okay with. I think I've done very well um, through that. But it's still, you know, it's it's a lot of things, a lot of, you know, pain that we go through that I think most people kind of just, like you said, doesn't, might not acknowledge or consider right. it. Um, but it's, overall, man, I'm just, I think overall, it's, when I look back and think about my career and look at my life, man, I, I'm a very blessed man. Yep. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, I'm, I'm very blessed and I'm, I'm very grateful you know, unfortunate to to be where I'm where I'm from, to have the family that I have, right. uh, to been through what I went through, and the way things have happened, the team I've created, the fans that have followed me, um, and like like again, I, th- I think what makes me extremely satisfied is knowing who I am. I think there's people that that they they live half of their life and they're still trying to figure it out, lost you know? and lost. And I'm not saying with a career, I'm not saying with a job status. I'm basically just the principle of knowing who they are, what makes them happy, what satisfies satisfies them, and what really matters to them. You know, and I think some people are always trying to figure it out. I think I, for me, what matters is is, is family, right. um, family, and and making them proud. The core values that people 
the, the you just said the principle. I mean, the core values of why you do the things you do. Like, yeah, you could be making money. Yeah, you could be doing all this, and you could be partying and do all that. That's great, but is that you see it so often in athletics now? Like, people aren't happy at the end of the day. You could have all the money in the world. You could have all the money in the world. People, you're, you could still be unhappy about things. If you oh, you know, the, like you know, there's straight. there's so many so many athletes that are trying to find different ways to promote themselves you know to entertain people they might not they might act like some someone different and i think you know there's people that like you know like i'm speaking in the, in the box world like mayweather right right uh behind you know off camera he's a nice guy very yeah. respectful he has a family he takes care of you know he has his kids he worries he's a father you know right. he's, he's a he's a he's, he's a son um he looks after his people, right? Putting cameras is this flashy, this, you know, this flashy, this, entertain, this entertainer, yeah. right? So I think there's a lot of athletes and it works for him, you know, it entertains sure, people. It's people, thing. people. People like it, you know, and, and there's a lot of athletes who have, uh, through, you know, through the platforms, have, have taken this this way of, of entertaining people by maybe not saying the truth, maybe just, you know, by persuading people to believe that there's someone they're not. Right. You know, and that's someone I could choose to be that way. I could choose to be flashy. Of course, to, to 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 be more, you know, have a bigger mouth and 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 call on people, call out fights, and say I'll take. I want to take this guy, take that guy. Right. I want to fight the best. You know, but I want to lie to people too. You know, dude, I want to be realistic. I stay realistic to my fans, even the even if they notice or not. You know, right. if they see it or they don't, I must. I must. I'm gonna I'm be honest to my fans. I'm gonna I'm gonna say the, the truth. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say the fights that are possible to make. Right. And I just say certain fights because because of cloud chasing. Right, sounds good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or because it sounds good, even though those fights are not possible. I think a lot of athletes do that these days in, in the boxing world. And, and, it, and you know, and it, and it, it does help them because people eat it. Man. They, they eat oh, they, everything. They, 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 they crap eat, up like crazy. They eat everything, you know. And and, and it's, 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 a, it's a good thing for the sport in some way, but that's just not, sure. just, it's not just who I am. It's not who I am. So I'm, I'm more of the, of the sincere, you know, um, I let my actions over my face do the talking and and and, yeah. and I and I still yeah, focus. I still focus on who I am. So that's that's why. So, all right. So, speaking about like just high pressure situations, like so, your first win as a professional was in 2012. Okay, and you went 26 fights in a row up to 2020. So, 26 yeah. and 0. 2020. So yeah, 26 and 0. The you mentioned it earlier, like okay. You start off, you're young and you're hungry as hell. Yeah. Like you just want to be, you're, you got, I mean, I know this is Rocky, but like you got Eye of the Tiger. Like you, you, anything in front of you, like you want to destroy and you're hungry to chase after the belt at this point. Yeah. Once you start collecting those dubs, especially having that, that goose egg in the lose column, did the pressure build fight by fight by fight or was it more of a, a, a different level once you got the belt it was defending the belt that's that's where that's where it was, it was once i got the belt I was defending it was it was the mindset was completely the, different it was completely it changed uh for for the first the first reason why i'm i'm gonna say it changed is because once you got to once i became a world champion yeah as a kid i grew up thinking you know once i become a world champion i'm gonna have all the glory right right and i'm gonna have this respect and and I was excited. I was excited about becoming a world champion. For, yeah. you know, for that reason, and then the money as well. Maybe sure, after, you know? it helps. Yeah. But, but having the the, the respect of, of being considered the best in the weight. Right, right. But once I became a world champion, there's in the boxing in the boxing world. There's four different organizations. There's four different title belts. 
then there was instead of you know there was a lot of man who's a beast right right but there was a lot of he'll get he'll get he'll get peep at this guy they started bringing out other names that were that, were, that they thought were better than I was right um, that were also undefeated that I haven't faced in the weight class so then I started realizing man it's like okay now I have to defend it right yeah so then then it, it almost seems like you're a superstar and and everyone's cheering for you mm-hmm. as long as you're the underdog. Right. But once you become the champion and once you prove a lot of people wrong, yeah. the, the hate comes now. The, the jealousy come comes. Yeah. Because now they, they just feel want to like see you knocked off. Now now they feel like you're not they can they, they can no longer connect with you. Now they feel like you're gonna change, your lifestyle is gonna change, your whole persona is gonna change, which they're completely wrong. Yeah. But they just because now you're making more money, now you're traveling, now you're getting this attention. They feel like they cannot connect with you no more, and for that reason, they'll go on and cheer on the other guy because they want to see the underdog win. Because they want to see the underdog win, someone that relates to them. Right. And that's a, that's a, that's a sad truth, but that's that's the way it is. And and because I started seeing more of that negative, which it was completely different or new in my life. See, in the amateur world, I in the amateur in the USA amateur. As a 15 years old, I never lost once in the nation. Right. Wow. I mean, every tournament. When I was 16, I probably had one loss. Controversial. And I came back and I beat them in the in nationals where I counted. Right, right. As a 17, I didn't lose not once. As an 18-year-old, I did not lose once. As a 19-year-old, I did not lose once domestically. I'm talking about the national, the national PAL, the U.S. Nationals, the Olympic trials, all the top national tournaments, I will win them all. So when people saw my name walking in, pussy in boxing, and amateur, amateur boxing, the only people you see there are boxing and coaches. Some right. live in not, not, too, not too much attendance, right? Not too much fans come. And uh, and Instagram wasn't really a thing, you know? Right. It was just getting started. I remember creating my first my first Instagram in 2012. So when I was in 2010, I was ranked number one in the nation. So I wasn't able to share with a lot of people like you are now. They couldn't know, yeah. Exactly. But uh, but in the, in the in the in the amateurs, when I would walk into the tournament and people would see me see me, even though I was quiet, I would remember hearing all these voices and p- people saying, hey, "Hey, take a look at that kid. He fights number." They would get the bow sheet. They're like, "He fights at six p.m. tonight, and he's bout number twelve because of the amateurs. It's a four round fight, four round fights." Right. Keep an eye on him. He's a beast. All the time, and nothing positive. All positive, all positive, all positive. I had over 200 amateur fights. Yeah. Became an Olympian. So, my amateur pedigree, my experience as an amateur, I was always the favorite. Right. I got into the in the professional world. Now there's a pla- now there's platforms, you know, there's, now there's social media that persuades certain people. Now there's sponsors, pro- sponsors, everything. people that make, you know, other fighters that support other fighters and, and some fighters that are, that you might think they're great. And they might look good in the bag, but once they get in the ring, they're completely different. Yeah. Wow. Well, I became another dog, you know? I became more yeah. of a, I'm a, oh, he's average. All of a sudden, you know? Oh, he's from not, I, I went from being, oh, he's going to be a world champion to now once I became a champion, even though I was still undefeated, I beat the guy very, very good. Have, you know, about 60% were positive. 60, 60% of the comments were positive. About 30 were like, oh, congratulations. And about in that small 1% sure is the one that got to me man it's like oh he's a bum oh he's in he, oh he's he's alright oh he'll get smoked by this guy damn you know what I mean it's like you went all your life you know thinking you didn't you done everything right 
Right. You, you fought all the best fighters to get to, to get there. You know, you what I I thought was fighting the best, right? right? What I thought I was I was I was doing my job. My job was to ask no questions and fight, and I wasn't afraid of. And to this day, I'm not afraid of no one. Uh, and and all of a sudden, I'm like, man, this this is messed up, man. And 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 then uh, then I then I told myself, okay, maybe that 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 got to me a little bit. And then uh, and then it, it, then the fear of 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 losing kicked in a little bit more because I don't want to prove that one percent right. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, and the sad part is that I should have focused my energy on the other, on the ninety nine percent of the mm-hmm. people. You know, but that is that one percent of comments is that one bad comment out of a hundred positive ones that you might get on a post or so. It's this is what gets to you sometimes, you know, because we're humans. You know, we're human. You got emotions, and and and, and that's and that's you know, and I was young, and 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 I come I come from a very humble family to where that's not acceptable. We're yeah. not allowed to get disrespected, you know. My, you know, my my uncles, most of them passed away, but my uncles were alive, and they saw some of these comments, and they had social media. They probably wouldn't, right? You know, but they had social media. They'll go after them. Yeah, you know, go find yeah. them, knocking door by door. It means something, you know, because it meant something, man. Words mean something to to oh, yeah, to where I where I come from, to my family, not just to my father, but to my grandfather. Right, you know what I mean. So it's like, uh. It's, it seems like it's now it's like more it's becoming acceptable, right? You know, to let people talk. You know what I mean? It's like oh, let them let them talk is cool. Well, because we 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 starting to see that it's kind of normal. That's what people do behind cameras. The platform is platform is a new thing. Yeah. You know, and social media platforms are are are, are a new thing. They only been out maybe you know solid twelve years or so so right. Right. Started with MySpace. You know, and but from, you know <laughs> Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. You know, right. Snapchat. All those. It's, it's, it really hasn't been out for a long, long time. If you really in the grand scheme of things, it. no, no, you know, no. So, so now it's like, I guess back then it, it was probably a thing, but there was no way of knowing, you yeah. know, because there was no way to connect to the world. And I think you know stuff like that is, is allow people to, it's helped many people, but it's also allowed a lot of people to, to you know, to easily put something negative, you know. Well, it's easy. really, it's really hey, easy. You know, it's easy to see it now, you know. Exactly, it's really easy to talk crap behind a keyboard. Yeah, when nobody knows who you are, and oh, no one's gonna. Burn no, there's account. no consequences. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You could say whatever you want, and I agree with you in the sense where you could say whatever you want. You could be some, you know, Joe Schmo, twenty five, twenty five, and you could say some messed up crap on social media, and nobody will ever know who it is. But as a guy who's reading that and they're talking about you, you're thinking like. Dude, what the hell did I do to? Why do I just say that? Like, you like, know, my it's it's just now is like now it's only you know social media is so open to everyone. It's like it's yeah. like now it's like even say aunts from Mexico, or uncles from Mexico, you know that, that might be, might come across those comments. You know what I mean? And right. and there's a translate button now on social media where they could translate what they're saying based on the yeah. you know on the language they they have their internet set up. And it's like for me, you know, it's like man, it's like I don't want them seeing you know, seeing seeing some of that stuff. So. It, it was it's more of, of that fear of proving some of those people uh, right, you know, that kind of got to me, you know, a uh-huh. little bit. So my mentality became more cautious, you know, it became, uh, then I, you know, it's it wasn't easy getting there. Because no, the hell no. But I, Took but, it's years. A, but it's a lot harder staying in there because it's always a young, hungry line, you know. And I actually had, for the for the WBC in 2020, after 2020, I had the most title defenses um, during that 
time from the from all WBC champions and all white classes, weight wow. classes, which means I was the most active one. That they're the most successful defenses. Yeah. And people don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. You know what I mean? And it's something that I, I felt like I could have talked about it and use my platform to share, you know, a fact like that. that yeah. That, that's, you know, there's great champions out there, but they're not. They're staying champions. They're not, but they're, they're only fighting once a year. Or they're fighting once every 15 months. Yeah. Once every three years. And I was fighting twice a year. Yeah. You know? And I was fighting against my mandatories. Which means whoever you know, the guys who on who earned the shot, right? You know, to face me next, and I was finding all my mandatories. You know what I mean? And then I was like, you know what? I wanna, I wanna, I wanna challenge another champion. Yeah. You know, so that's why I, that's when I challenged Mary Sucker, and I went to Texas and fought Mary Sucker for the, for the unified champion, the WBO, the WBC unified world champion, and I went to his backyard, man, made 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 it very easy for them to to make the fight happen. And uh, I even I even fought in his pro, uh, promotional uh, company um, with Eddie Hearn Match Matchroom Boxing that was promoting uh, him. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm with I'm with ESPN, so I'm an ESPN top ranked fighter, um, which means they control who the judges are. Yeah, who's well, the, they get to call the shots. They call all the shots, man. I, but I made the mo- I made more money than he did. Right, but they got to call the shots. Damn. Um, but it's you know it's. It was it was an opportunity, you know. It was something that was a risk, you know. Um, I was gonna make the most I've ever made, and I knew I could beat this guy. Yeah. And I knew if I came back with that two titles and bring it back, I'd be worth a lot more to ESPN and top rank, you know. And I beat this guy, sensational six round TKO. And again, it's like ninety nine percent good comments. Because that one percent is like gotta talk that shit. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, it's like I'm dugging someone, man. I never dug dug no one in my entire life, you know. I never. Uh, I never, uh, I never been afraid or shown that I'm that I, that I've been afraid. Now, suddenly, all of a sudden, to some people's eyes, those people that I was ducking on, yeah. that I was ducking, you know, and it's, and uh, that happened, man. And 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 then I went and faced the other guy with the two belts, you know, and I was I faced my first loss. But that was the biggest fear is not knowing the unknown. What what will happen if I lost? Right. You know, that was the biggest fear I had. After that fight, I could tell you, man. Now I'm training. And I'm living a life without that weight in my shoulders because, yeah. because as you mentioned, my family has loved me the same. Yep. My team, you know, they still believe in me. My biggest supporters, they still support me. My family, they still love me. And now I'm just like, okay, I'm ready. You're right, you right. Know, I'm ready. So I came back, fought this fight, got back to the winning streak. And man, I want some more, you know, yeah. and I want, I want them all. So one them all. Yeah, I, for that sure. was one of my questions I wanted to ask because, like, when you're when you are undefeated, and it's not a sport like football. I always use football because that was my original thing. But like, you're individual. It's you versus yeah. you. It is no oh the 49ers lost today. It's because the quarterback it, was right, 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 no, the receiver. No. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like when you fight, it's Jose won or Jose lost. Like there's no there's, there's no, no in between. between. Yeah. Yeah. And when you go 26 and 0, which people don't realize, over eight years. That's damn near three fights a year, which is yeah. a lot of fights. I mean, that's one every what four months? Did I do the math right there? So yeah, like I mean, especially when you get to that twelve round fight. See, I've been fighting twelve round fights since two thousand and eighteen. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so when you got that, and I and when I think of it, I just think from fight twenty to twenty one to twenty two, all the way up. You're that the. I don't want to say the pressure, but that stress of being undefeated. Yeah. Yes, the accolade is is better, 
but also that pressure of, I don't want to lose because I got the, you got the goose egg. Like now that it, it happened, when you had that first loss, do you think you came back just like as a reset, hungry, like you said, like, I want all the smoke now. I want anybody in front of me. Like, is it a different type of approach now? Yeah, man. I think, I think, I think it is. I think now, you know, I, I read some of his comments and it don't bother me the same. No. It's like, it's whatever, like, man. It's like, whatever. Yeah. You know, it's like, now it's like, okay, I'm, I'm whatever you say, even if you say I'm not ready for this guy, even though you say this guy's the favorite, even, even though like, man, like I, now I'm just literally like, I feel this, just like the smile comes out right. and says, ah, oh, I just watch, man. You know, and 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 uh, I'm just you know again now, now I'm like I feel like I'm back to the to the to the position of I have everything to gain now, right? And nothing to lose no more. You know what I mean? And and it's like I I uh, I'm not afraid of no one, bro. And and and, uh, and I now I have so much motivation and drive in me to 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 stay in this game for a long time and to. Push myself past my own limits, man, and 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 to taste that glory of knowing that I accomplished all this, and and the way I did it, and I'm respecting and loving the process of it. After even 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 everything that comes with it, man. So. I, as long as people watch me fight, man, as long as people support the sport of boxing, man, I appreciate them. You know, it's just like, I, even if they're hating, man, I, now, now in, in some ways, I'm like, thank you for making more, take, thank you for making boxing more entertaining. You know what right. I mean? It's like, I appreciate, yeah, the, 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 I appreciate the, the, you know, the, the, uh, the entertainment, you know, the, 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 the shit talking and stuff like yeah. that. Even though it's out of my comfort zone, it's like, now it's like, Okay. I, won't, I won't talk back, but like, in, like inside me, like now I feel, feel the fire. I could feel the fire. I'm like, oh, yeah. Shit. Okay, okay. It's almost like a, it's almost like a friendly, right, battle. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and now I read some of these comments, and it's like, it's like a, it's like they become a hype. You know, a right, hype, right. A hype man in the back. You know, and in, in the in the low in the down low, they become like. My 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 drive, you know, not uh -huh. just my people that support me, because right. my people that support me, they're not going anywhere. No, no, no. So no. Now, now I feel like that's normal. I got I got my team. What's up, you know? Right, right, right. <laughs> it's regular, you know. And, and 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 uh, and I'm not alone in this. You know what I mean? And and I'm never gonna be alone in this. And 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 uh -huh. that's that's what that's what makes everything so much exciting, man. And I I can't wait to to go out there and 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 do what I do best, you know. And that's why be, be, between this fight, before this fight, I was I had probably the most Comfortable training training camp I've had in a long, long time. Just a, a camp, just good. full. Me being focused, feeling good, physically, mentally excited to get back in that ring. Right. So before the fight, man, I was like, I felt like I was another day in the office. It was, and it was at home, know? so like it was at home. So a little bit of pressure kicked in because it was at home, but it's just it's basic, you know. I thought it, it could have been worse, you right. know. And but I mean, I was happy to to perform the way I did and, and against a great fighter of Jose Pedraza. Um, who had just, you know, he had a four, four or five winning streak and had just stopped an undefeated fighter uh, right before me. So, um, and to make him, see, people could say what they want on the fight. Watching the fight, they say, oh, Jose could have finished them or Jose, it was, Jose won the fight, but it was, he, you know, it was a close fight. Or there were some rounds that were, that were close. Right. But only I know what I felt. And so does my right. opponent. 
And Jose Pedraza knows that I was just much better physically, faster, stronger. Right. And I know it too. Yeah. So even though, you know, it wasn't, it was, even though it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't the performance of, of like a sensational knockout performance, I knew I was, in, I was in a different level. Yeah. From a great champion like Jose Pedraza. And I was still in a different level. Did you have any doubt in your mind after your first loss where you were like, okay, do I still got it? Am I, am I, Am I on a different wave now? Or were you just, were you like, after that dub, because that because that was your first win since the loss, right? Yeah, yeah. Were you, I mean, I saw you in the locker room after that. And like, I know you were happy to do it. Of course, you're going to be happy after a yeah. win. But I I feel like now that you explain that, I'm thinking, yeah. you're thinking, hey, man, we cool, man. I took one L. I ain't, I'm ain't going anywhere. Exactly. You exactly. aren't going anywhere. You're ready for the next match. The next you're one. hungry yeah. for the next one. And like you said, you want to you keep going. You want to yeah, go another 26 streak now. Man, and, and 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 just knowing what I'm capable of, of doing, you know, it just it was it was it's, it was it was a reminder that I'm I'm one of the best out there, not just yeah. in my weight class, but overall I'm one of the best fighters in the to, Jose Ramirez. To, you know what baby. I mean? To put the to put the gloves on and and and, and, and I I feel it, you know, I feel it, and I'm a five by what you know five by five. I'm a, I'm a, make more believers out of it, you know. But yeah. at this point, man, I, I'm not I'm not doing it to. Get more fans. I'm not doing it to prove people wrong. I'm, I'm doing it because, like, man, this is something I. This is who I am in a way. This this is my career, and I got a cool team. I got a good team. I got a good family. It's family. It's not even a team. It's like a family. Right. And and I'm. I got the right family to go to go through anybody in the yeah. sport. You know, and, and and accomplish great things. And that's and, and that's why I'm excited for. It. When you could be able to walk into a dark place with people behind your back that you know no matter what comes your way, they yeah. have your back. Yeah. It's a different type of confidence you can yeah. walk with. I you know, love that. You know, I tell them, uh, you know, they say they get nervous and stuff like that. You know, right, right. I say, I'll handle it. You know, I got, I got you. you. I got, I got you. you, man. And it's, Let and me take and care of it. It's like, it's like one of those, I got you. It's like, I mean it. You're all right, Like, right. bro, like, I got you. Like, this like, I become someone, uh, like, for instance, it's like a father who's trying to protect their right. son when they, when when they have to, they become someone else, right? Right. It's like I know I on had, fight day, I had that. Beast. I become a whole different beast. I had that in me. Yeah. So that's why I tell my I tell my family, and my team, I got you guys. Yeah. And I'm I'm, I'm willing to get back to get back on top, you know. And no matter what, for someone to be me. They're gonna, they're gonna have to want it even more, man. It's gonna, they're gonna sweat it, you know. They, right. they're gonna have to go past their own limits. They're gonna, they're gonna have to go through pain, because I'm gonna make them go through pain. You have to. And, and, they have to be willing to die. And I'm willing to do that, man. Because I, because I, I appreciate the fact that they stay with me when I was at my low. Right. Yeah. And 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 that love build. Right. That appreciation building me, and I'm using that as my force now. I love that. Not 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 the not the not the. Uh, not the negativity, uh, not the, I'm trying to prove them right, you know, prove, prove them wrong. You know, the hate doesn't motivate me right now. What motivates me is the love that I have. Right. And that's, that's, that's pushing me to become a, that beast. Yeah. Love does crazy things. Yeah, yeah. Love does crazy things. Yeah, it does, man. It makes you, it makes you, you know, it, it's, it's, it's part fulfilling, you know. Right. It's part of, it's full of energy. It's, it's full of passion. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's, I don't think people sometimes just, you know, see it. You know, I think they they want to. They rather be the tough guys. You know what I mean? And yeah. They use somewhat the motivation or other reasons to to get that motivation. But I think you know, I think love is a, it's a powerful thing to have. Oh, love is everything. 
All right. I got to read a couple ad reads for bring the juice sponsors right now real quick. Yeah. All right. You heard of, uh, there's this company called Plates Hub. You like to eat food, right? Yeah. All right. So Plates Hub, they, what they do right now, they feed the Rams, they feed the Chargers, they feed a bunch of NFL dudes. They got a couple of fighters. Uh, but ultimately what they do is they're a meal prep company and they're now becoming available to just the average person. So you if you're listening to this podcast right now, hit up Plates Hub. They got organic ingredients, never frozen. You order it on their, on their website. Boom. It'll come to you in two days. I had their French toast a couple days ago. It was absolutely fire. I had a little maple syrup with it. It was delicious. I got Dervos Deli. Had their chicken sandwich yesterday. Absolutely delicious. It's right across the street from the Save Mart Center. Okay. We'll check, uh, that, check that out. Yeah, you got to check that one out. It's, yeah. it's, it's solid. They, got, they might have to put like a Jose Ramirez like special on there, there or something like that. <laughs> Justin, you heard that? Get it going. Last one is Ascent Film Company. Uh, our boy Jake, who's behind the video right now, he is... One of the reasons we're growing so fast on Bring the Juice, he's got some big moves coming. Uh, take a look at the footage for Bring the Juice podcast. See the video. Love the video. Follow a scent film company and watch them grow, brother. If you need a video made, Jose, you got to yeah. Jake. All right. There you go. There you go. All right, Jose, hopping back in. You went to the Olympics when you were what, 19? I was 19, actually. I turned 20 right on the closing ceremony. August How? 12th. Tell me like your approach because you talked about this story before the pod a little about like hey I want, I'm want i going to England you met a dude from England you're going nah, to England like yeah. at what point did you know you were going to the Olympics and this sum it up real quick yeah so when I was you know when I was an amateur man it was it was just I was winning some amateur fights in the local valley in Visalia Bakersfield right. but then I started going to, to the state and that's when I would lose I had very little bit of experience compared to some of those guys in LA who had like 150 fights. It was only wow. like my 16th fight. Once I got once I got older, I said, you know what? Um, I took it like a regular sports though. You know, I, I was still focused on other sports as well. I was always focused in school. I was I wasn't able to do any sports if I had bad grades. And uh I was still I was just a very overall dedicated, you know, athlete trying to find uh what sport I was most I, I was most passionate. But boxing was all year long and I was grateful because I was I started traveling more because right. of the sport of boxing. But it wasn't until I was 15 years old. I got him, I make it, I made it to the JOs. There hasn't been no one in the valley in the in the valley, San Joaquin Valley in Central California, who be, who came back with the gold medal at the Junior Olympics. Um and I went I went out there and I said, I'm gonna be the first one to come out with the J with the with the uh with an Olympic gold. And it's right. only 15, 16, 15 and 16 year olds. This is before. And back then it was 15, 16 was JOs, and then 17 and all the way to 40 years old was, was the open category. And then 17 and 40, that was the category for the Olympics. So okay. whoever won that tournament had a, had a, an opportunity to make it to the Olympics. For the trials. For the, yeah, for the trials and then go international and qualify international. Right. Um, but I was only 15 years old, and I, and, and, but I was going to face the best 15 year olds in the, in the nation now. You know, and only the top... Because you had to win state and then you had to win regionals. And once you won regionals, you make it to the to, to you know to, to the nationals. There was only 18 fighters in the whole United States that were gonna go fit, fit in the 15, 16 year old category. And I went in there as a 15 year old, knowing that it was gonna be 16 year olds who were just about to turn 17. Right. So I was the young one going in, going in, going in. Every 15, you're the young, you you're in the young category, but you do you do face the 16 year olds. 
And I came back with the gold. I came back with the gold and I told myself, okay, you know, nah, this is a fact now that I'm the best in the nation right. for the 15, 16-year-old category. Now, the 2008 were com- that I was in 2000. The 2008 was com- was coming was um, the 2008 Olympics were were happening the next year, the following year. But I was only I was only going to be 16, so I wasn't going to be able to qualify. Okay, you know I had to be 17 to make to go to that tournament and then try to qualify. So I was like, you know, I'm gonna aim for the 2012. Sure. But it was it was that tournament, the JOS that that. That showed me that I was the you best. You could do it. You're because these guys, these guys are going to be in the same tournament. They're going to be in the same. They're yeah, going to grow up. Same age group. Same age that. group. They're going to they're going to turn seventeen when I turn seventeen. Uh, the 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 sixteen year olds are going to be a year older, but I I already beat them once. I could beat them again. Right. And I went back at the, as a 16, 16 year old. I went back. Man, I I came back and I I beat everyone so easily, so easily, man. I was just now I was strong. I was I was now I was finding the I was the the bigger guy now. As right. a sixteen-year-old, and uh, when I turned seven, I turned seventeen. I go into my first U.S. men's, and now I'm fighting guys who are 24, 27, up to thirty, up to forty years old. As a seventeen-year-old, and uh, the best fighters are in the United States are in between seventeen and twenty-five. Right. If they're over twenty-five, that means they should have turned pro a long time ago. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I put a. You know, 21-year-old is a lot stronger than a 17-year-old. Hell yeah. And uh, in international, you saw a lot of 30-year-olds because international, like in England, like Great Britain, their fighters were 30 years old, 27 years old average. In Russia, they were 25, 27-year-old average. In the Olympians, the USA boxing team, they were averaging 18, 19 years old. Wow. You know? Um, but because we get, we went, we had the professional uh, path to look forward to. And 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 in these other countries, they were getting paid as they were professionals. They were getting free cars from Audi. They, were, they had this. They were getting five six thousand euros. Yeah, five six thousand pounds a month. You get nothing. People getting a thousand dollars. That's what I'm saying. You know, so, um, and no big sponsorships or nothing like that. No, so, no, no. So I I I was uh so we had a professional path to look forward to. Um, but as a 17 year old, I went to the nationals. I win the nationals. I became the, the best in the nation. It's 2010 now. So, so it's in 2011. I'm looking forward to Olympic trials. Right. 2012, the Olympic Games. So when I was 17, I was a, uh, I was ranked number one. I was working at Starbucks. And <laughs> man, I worked, I worked in, Star, in Starbucks at the uh, the junction of 41, which is in Kidman City. You see a lot of people going on the high, on the Highway 5. You see a lot of people going from LA to San Francisco. And this guy is on his way. He's on his way to, from England, visiting uh, some family uh, in San Francisco, and he has this English accent. So I and so I sat down back back then. Starbucks had a nice like lounge chairs, and it was it was different. It wasn't as modern as as it is now. And I took my ten minute break, man, and I went to go sit sit with this guy. And I'm like, hey, uh, where are you from? Knowing that I know he was from European, right? I mean, he was English from his accent. And he goes, oh, I'm from I'm from uh, I'm from London, and I'm like, oh, you know, I plan to visit London. He goes, oh yeah, when? He goes. Well, hopefully in two years <laughs> for, <laughs> the London, games, for the London, London Olympic Games, you know. And the guys, oh yeah, it's cool. He goes, and I mean, this guy was he was open. He goes, yeah. He goes, he started talking to me about boxing, and I'm like, oh, I'm a boxing fan. And I started telling him some some of my uh, accomplishments, and I'm like, wait a minute, I, I got an article in the back. Let me go get it. So my manager had just put an article of that 17 when I was 17, right? When I won those U.S. men's, they, there was an article that said 
America's best boxing barista because I was ranked number one in the nation and I was a barista. <laughs> so I bring him, I bring him the article and he's reading the article and you know, and and he was he was excited man and he, he says man I'll, I'll I'll keep an eye for you and I'm like yeah like I said I'll keep an eye for me I'll be in the London London, London Olympic Games and he left and. Sure and enough. It, it, sure enough. I, mean, I made it to the Olympics. I, I qualified in 2011. I went to Brazil for the Americas qualifiers. So uh-huh. once you become the best in the nation, that's not that's only part of it. Then uh-huh. you have to go. It's not like track. Track, you qualify by time. Right. Top three in the, in the end of your time, right? But in boxing, it's like, it's, it's you only top 28 in the world qualify to the games. Right. And there's 200. There's no matter two, what country. The, the, no matter what country. There's top over, 28. Top twenty of the of in your weight class, right, right, in each weight class, right. Um, so if everybody takes their best boxer, there'll be like you know two hundred fighters in your weight class in the Olympics, and we only have thirty days, right, right. So only the top twenty. So Asia makes the qualifiers, the top top eight fighters from Asia, they make their own tournament between their countries, the Americas, which is South America, Central America, North America, and the islands, they make their own tournament, and top four. You have to get to get and you have to get at least a, a bronze to qualify to the Olympics. Okay. So I went to Brazil and I and I I won the Americas. So I, I went to I got my Olympic berth to the London Olympic Games. Sheesh. Man, man, I and, and I was still working at Starbucks even all the way through the through the, through the uh, qualifiers. I was it was 2011. I was already at Fresno State. I was a uh-huh. Fresno State student. I was there. Um, I believe their car was there. Um, and um, but I was one of those guys, man, who. No one knew. I, I yeah. walked into my class. I went. I was. I went there. As, I went in there as an engineer. So I went straight to calculus, um, computer science, and I would go to my class. And I, as soon as it was over, I would take off back to drive back to Amman because I, I had to go train at four. Right. And then I had to go to work at six thirty. Right. Um. So but nobody knew. No one knew. Just I, some dude I, I came, in engineer I, class. Yeah, I would just come, go into, and I, would, I was at Federal State for three semesters, a year, a year and a half. Until the Olympics came, and I said, you know, I got to choose this path. Right, right. You know, and I decided to take the the path, of, you know, boxing, and and I qualified. I made it. I made it into the into the Olympic Games, and then I got sponsored by McDonald's, which I thought I thought it was pretty cool. Um, I got sponsored by Beats during that time, Beats by Dre, um, and then Nike took a, took a look at me, so they gave me started giving me, a, a, you know, this credit to use, and and later on some monetarily money. Right. Um, which for me, as a, you know, coming from a kid from Avenue, man, it was it was big. Oh, that's things, huge, you know. And that's me? that's before going in. Again, we're not used to sponsorships, you know, right. until we went pro. And uh, so, I remember giving. I was I gifted my whole team. Errol Spence, um, uh, who's out. He's a he's just won his this this last Saturday. He won the unified unification match. Um, probably one of the best out there. Um, Jamal Herring, uh, world champion. Rasheed Warren, world champion. I give them all beats, <laughs> all headphones. Hell yeah. My whole team. And they were like, man, that's cool, Jose. And uh, You're looking out for your boys. I'm looking out for my boys, man. And uh, so we had this, this all nice set of white beats with the with an American flag. And then a kid came later on, about a year later, came to visit my house. And he was a big fan. So I gifted the beats, my beats. <laughs> you can have them, take them as a gift. Man, I just love giving back, man. I love, um, you know, again, it's. I'm happy with the experience. The experience, you know, it's not so much the the items, but it's the experience that was it was amazing. I mean, Michael Phelps was was performing. You know, we had uh, Kobe Kobe Bryant, uh, rest his soul, man. He was he was part of the USA basketball team with uh, LeBron James. Uh, Anthony Davis has Anthony Davis got recruited to the Olympic team, 
And he's never, he never played a, uh, he hadn't even played a, a professional basketball game. He wow. was number one draft pick, but they took him to to join the Olympic game, the Olympic team. So it was during that year, 2012. Yeah. So it was a pretty good, it was a pretty good year. Usain Bolt was running, man. I got to experience him, uh, perform wow. and, 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 and see him with one of the best runners in the world, the best ever. runner ever perform, you know, so the opening ceremony wearing that Ralph Lauren uh, suit with the whole team, it just made me feel like I was on their level. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was, it was amazing. That's awesome. It was awesome, yeah. I mean, Jose, I want to wrap it up with one last question. I mean, you said it, how special of an area the Valley is. Yeah. I know how much Avenal is, yeah. means to you. Why, why do you stay fighting out of the Valley? Why do you, why do you want it? Why is it important for you to represent you know, they, they say, you know, you're, you're, uh, it's part of the environment, it's part of the community, is your family, is all that takes a big uh, place in, in your heart that makes you become the person that you are based right. on where you come from. And I, and it's, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, refre- I'm a reflection of, of my family. I'm a reflection, a reflection of the valley. Um, it's what made me, you know, so I'm, you know, I can't, I can't. You know, I can uh, even if I wanted to, I can't. Right. I can I can't hide that. You know, that's no, why I'm from the valley. You, you know, a guy who wears boots. You know, uh, a guy who's out there and, uh, and likes to you know live a normal life. A guy that likes to barbecue rather than going to big clubs. Uh, you know, uh, that's who I am, man. And I'm and the fighter that you see in the in the fields. You know, in the fields. You know, those 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 hardworking people. You know, that that they live all over our valley. That are our neighbors. You know, they. Uh, I'm I'm them and they're me, you know, in right. a way. You know what I mean? And 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 we have that work ethic. Um, the principles, the 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 ethics that you see in the valley, man, it's it's a it's a beautiful, beautiful place for me and to raise me, to raise my family and to and to be a part of. And it don't matter where I go, man, I'm 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 always gonna take the valley in my heart and uh you know and and be a role model. For the next generation, you know, and, and 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 let them know that it's okay to be from the valley. Being from the valley is also cool, you know. It's, I was gonna say, being from the valley is cool, man. It's cool, yeah. You, you know what I mean? Some like, people don't like to rep it. I'm I'm listen, trying to flip that script. Yeah, it, man. It is, and, it's and dope to be from they, the five five nine. You know, that's the that's the thing. You see so many young young people now on YouTube following this this you know this this lives of this young other young, people that are age. You know, I'm talking right. about you know even my son sometimes he's watching these kids from from YouTube that live in LA old. yeah that are that had this type of you know lifestyle and I'm like listen son I, I try to I try to talk to him you know and I'm like listen um it, it's let me show you let me show you and I take him to the fields and I show him look at this that's who we are you know yeah. that's who our family is that's where we Hell come yeah. from so um you know and and I want him to say I want to create a weak man. You know, I want them to. I, I want young people to know that that people from the valley are strong. We're, oh, strong! We, we're we're uh, we appreciate the 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 jobs that we have. We we're grateful. We're we're, we're a lot of Christians live here. You know, and and uh, we know what's important, man. It's 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 uh, something to be proud of. Proud of, and 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 and. I think we could start our own cool thing, you know, make LA more like us, you know, want, yeah. want them, they should be following us, bro, because of, you know, I think there's so many resources, so many cool things, so many great athletes that come from the Valley that, Slept you, know, we, you know, we should, we should uh, motivate them and, 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 and support them and also, you know, uh, 
feel motivated by by them, you know, to to also follow the path, you know, to become you know great athletes or to become great entrepreneurs and so on. I think the Valley is a location in the United States full of greedy, hardworking people that want to feed their families, be successful, have God in their life doing it. And it's also slept on with athletes. And by the way, they feed damn near the world. Man, we're the heart of agriculture, brother. And and Hell I think yeah. it's time for them to recognize it, you know? And it's 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 my father, it's, it's your family, and it's many that we know have, oh. have been a part of that, putting, you know, making it easier for for most successful cities in the world to have food on the tables is thanks to the Central Valley, you know, and, and that's something that we need to be more prideful of, you know? I couldn't agree more. Jose, I'm going to wrap it up. You got anything lastly you want to say to bring the Juice Nation real quick? And man, just thank, thank you for inviting me. Thank you for having, having me here, bro. And, uh, you know, stay tuned in the career, man. And I just, uh, I'll be, I'll be watching you too. I'll be you know, supporting, supporting, supporting. And <laughs> hey, we're going to have to run this back, man. No, man. Four fights, yeah, we have yeah. to run this back. For sure. And, uh, you know, you're always welcome and invited to all my fights, brother. So. I appreciate that. Well, y'all, make sure to check out Jose on social media. Check out his upcoming fights. Check out his previous fights. See yeah, him. Man. See how he, he does his things and represents. Yeah, no, uh, all in all, another great episode of the Brilliant Juice Podcast. This week, get your piss hot, get fired up, attack each day with everything you got, and bring the juice, baby. <laughs>